Hi, everybody. I'm back with Simon Chikoisky, and a lot has happened since we last spoke. I know there was a lot of stir around it because uh, the message he brought from Vedic astrology was not one that everybody wanted to hear. In fact, half the people were happy to hear it. Half the people were not happy to hear it. But you know what? We're not arguing with the stars. Uh, this is an ancient thousands of year old system that Simon is working with. And so we saw what came to pass, which is exactly what Simon said. We're going to pick it up from there and then move forward into what this year, what the uh, winter of 2021 and also the spring of 2021 uh, has to offer on a number of levels. Simon, welcome back. Thank you. Good to be here. Well, you called it right. Okay. And uh, the, you said that uh, did not look like the stars were supporting uh, President Trump for re-election, and they were supporting Biden and Kamala Harris both for them to be elected. The stars were in their corner. And um, you said that there would be a type of uh, January had a, offered a kind of freeing up of energies, a bit of jubilation, which certainly happened once all the other stuff happened. Maybe you can talk to us a bit about what happened in that darker first part of January before we could breathe that sigh of relief? Did this go darker than you saw even in the stars? I mean, because it's all it's chaotic. We're in a chaotic period of time. Yeah, that's a good question. Um, you know, you mentioned the stars uh, reflect uh, events on Earth and they reflect our lives. And it's very true but events are so broad and so massive. There's so much going on in the world. Uh, there's a farmer, you know, revolt in India. There's there's stuff happening in Africa all over. So it's what we choose to focus on. And so if you ask me, did I see this uh, rebellion happening, uh, the insurrection rather happening? I didn't I, because I didn't, I wasn't focusing on that. And um you know, uh, I focus on things that my students and yourself and others ask me about. So someone asked me about the Super Bowls. So I was, you know, last week I focused on the Super Bowl. I said Tampa would win and it would be an under. Uh, so we got that partly correct. Um, but it takes a little bit of work. You have to look and you have to parse to see what the message of what the heavens are reflecting in a sense and to be impartial about it. Um, I bet on Tampa and that it would be an under. It doesn't mean I like Tom Brady or that I hate Tom Brady or that I love Tampa or hate or hate Kansas City. It's impartial. It's it's acting in accordance with what the heavens are showing. And I think this is the lesson. And so what I think is still going on in in the sidereal zodiac, meaning where Jupiter is in the sky right now is in the in the sign of Capricorn. And as long as it's in Capricorn, there's gonna be a um, inability to see the truth, inability to sort of, or accept the truth, even though part of us understands, you know, a, a thing two and two is four, but we may not like it. So our job, my job as an astrologer, um, as a counselor is to, um, uh, is to simply relay that message and mm -hmm. whatever my own opinions are. And when I have an opinion, I'll say, this is my opinion, right? Mm -hmm. This is what I think. But whenever it's the chart talking, 
I'll say is the chart talking. I so, think you're really good about that, and I really appreciate the fact that you always say this is opinion, this is what the chart says directly. And I think it's important for anyone who's paying attention, they'll notice that you 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 always do that. And it's really helpful because sometimes it gets conflated. Listening to other astrologers, I can't tell what's opinion versus interpretation of the stars or the planets. Well, and I've been accused of having opinions, and I that that... <laughs> Guilty. I'm a human. I'm officially a human being. <laughs> you have right? some so I have opinion. Yeah. But in my in my work, my job is to tell people. And so the reason I'm bringing up the Super Bowl is because it's kind of this. It's similar. Sports are similar to life in that fans get really riled up about their team. You know, they get upset if you talk bad about their team and they trash talk the opponent's team. But in terms of outcomes when you ask me who's going to win or i'm going to tell you this is what the stars say whatever you hope to happen or wish would happen so um you know that's the case here now when you ask me like what's the energy going in look as long as jupiter is in the sidereal the constellation of capricorn if you look up in the sky right now and you look at jupiter there's capricorn behind him um we're still going to suffer from this um, illusion of of truth, or a kind of a, a veiling of of truth. So, how long the good news is Jupiter in... leaves in April. Okay, okay, good. That's obviously the question on everyone's mind as you say this. So there is a segue. So this April, uh, starting the first week of April, Jupiter will leave that sign. There's almost like a veil lifting. This also has to do with Corona. I think uh, starting this April, now before I've been, um, you know, I had opinion about Corona. I didn't really look at the stars and that opinion proved to be false, to be very wrong. When I think you or someone else asked me, what do you think of Corona? I'm like, ah, it'll probably go away. That was an opinion. In looking at what's actually going on, I think starting this April, um, there will be a sort of, because Jupiter and Aquarius tends to mean more people coming together, gathering in crowds. And if that's happening, that means that then this virus will start lessening. Doesn't mean it's going to happen immediately, but over the course of the year, I think uh, the restrictions will start to become eased. So right now we're taping this February 12th. So in another couple months, I think we have another two months of just put your head down and suffer through it. And starting this spring, I think uh, there will be a real lifting of, of the energies. And then um, a little, uh, this fall, uh, August, September, a little bit of a tiny little setback, and then we're off again. So overall, I'm, I'm excited. I think Jupiter's switch into Aquarius will be very positive. Starting I'm, in April of 2021. I'm glad to hear that because, you know, some of the, uh, medical prognosticators, um, virologists and such are saying those variants don't really start hitting big time until March. So that would mean they'd have to, if that happens, if that happens, uh, then they would have to hit and blow through relatively quickly. And what did you, when you, did you go back and look at the whole notion of coronavirus in the global chart in terms of what it was, what, what it was here to do, what it was here to bring in terms of um, learning or opportunity for humanity. 
Well, since all of this, that's a great question. And uh, I saw a report on CBS uh, this morning on astrology and the, the reporter was actually very, very open, asked very um, kind questions to the astrologers. And, but one of the kind of incisive questions was, why didn't you see this coming? You know, why didn't you see Corona coming? And, you know, they all made excuses. Um, and I was sitting here watching. I said, no, some people saw this coming, not me. James Kelleher, there's a, 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 who's a great astrologer, whom, jameskelleher.com, you can go to his thing. He does world predictions. Uh, Narasim Harao, who's another Vedic astrologer. A lot of people saw, did see this. It, but their focus is they are experts at mundane astrology. This is not really even my gig. Like I focus on sports, relationship astrology. It's like medicine, right? You go to your doctor and you ask him about uh, some remote eye disease. Your family doctor is going to say, well, look, I got to send you to the eye doctor, right? I'll write you a, or I'll, you know, refer you. Or about, you know, some epidemi, you know, some arcane disease, he'll send you to the epidemiologist. So I'm, you know, all of us in astrology are kind of like doctors in medicine. We each specialize in a different area. So I was yelling at the screen saying, no, some astrologers did see this. It's just that the ones you're interviewing, they're like family astrologers. They, you know, so... A general practitioner. Well, they're general practitioners and, you know, they should say so. And they kind of made excuses. Oh, well, if I knew that Pluto means diseases, I would have seen it too. No, don't make excuses. Just tell the truth. Anyway, um, the question the question is, so uh, when you cast a chart for Wuhan, China, for the, uh, the first, for, for 2020, you can see the uh, development of the disease. So the coronavirus does have its own chart. And it does look like uh, after Jupiter moves into Aquarius starting, starting in April, that things will ease. Um, and, and, you know, by, by the end of this year and next spring, it, it'll be a different story. Uh, so we do, we do a chart of the virus. Now I didn't have, you know, this chart, I didn't have access to it. Um, but, um, again, uh, the, the, just to boil it down, I think uh, starting this spring, uh, things should look more positive. Okay, good. Now let's uh, let's kind of go back where we were a little bit ago and where we ended up last time. Uh, Trump has he's out of office. Uh, there was quite quite a to do to get him to leave office, obviously, um, and this whole notion of illusion and delusion permeating our cosmos um, on earth here, which certainly we can see plenty of that. It's greatly disturbed me to watch it happening. Um, I'm really happy to hear that in April that will be ending, but let's just continue the story a little bit. Now, Joe Biden and Joe Biden and Kamala Harris are in office, but you saw things in his chart too. You saw things coming up in the next year or two in both Trump's and Biden's charts. Maybe just visit that for a moment so we can kind of just keep our bearings here on it. Yes, absolutely. And I just realized I didn't answer your previous question, which was what was the message of this of the yes, virus? Yes. Um, the message, I think, is uh, was and is and continues to be uh, a complete reformation of the financial system, believe it or not, of and of established structures. There is 
at at one at the same time a desire to revolt as well as a desire on the part of the existing structures to keep things the way they are and that and all of this has to do with pluto and capricorn and all these things but so capricorn is a very established sign it, it rules the establishment established banks and so forth and this virus is something that they haven't foreseen it, it goes through their defenses right so cryptocurrency, for example, is doing that with the financial system. It's completely, they don't know what to do about it. Um, and it's, it's happening with the political system, right? So I think this virus symbolizes a type of revolution of the really small toppling the really large or trying to topple the really large. And in some areas, that's going to be a good thing. In some areas, it's not. Right. And we have to figure out which institutions we want to keep. It, it's really our collective consciousness and will right now that says, OK, I kind of like having hospitals. Right. Let's not topple, you know, the medical system. Let's not topple, I don't know, uh, the postal system. But maybe we should reform the financial system. Maybe right? whatever you feel is worth keeping, we right now consciously as a species as humanity have the the sort of the ability to focus on what we want to keep what we want to get rid of and it can happen does that make sense it so i think this virus is really is is the key that is unlocking all of these doors in a very kind of you know difficult way but it's happening it makes total sense and Zeus and I've done a show or two recently also, and he's saying the same thing. Each one of these, whether it's the financial system, the political system, or uh, our bodies, it is a virus coming in, restructuring exactly what you just said. I love the way you said that, Simon, um, because all of these things have been up for restructuring for a while and reconsideration, but nobody's forced, no, nobody will move out of their comfort zone unnecessarily. Right. And when it comes to, I mentioned the medical system, the, the reform that, that I could see maybe would be a positive reform there would be to focus on prevention. Yes. To focus on being at a state where you have enough vitamin D in your body, where you're, you know, have a certain health level so you don't have to rely on the hospital system because we see how backlogged and how difficult the hospital, uh, how much difficulty it has in treating certain diseases. It doesn't know what to do with it. So I think this is a wake up call for us to go, okay, even though I have health insurance or, you know, whatever, I still have to try to be healthy. I yeah. can't use that as my fallback. So even from that perspective, it's, it's uh, definitely a wake up call. I love that. And it, we forget how much power we have in terms of mass consciousness. It starts with one decision at a time. And as you've said repeatedly, this phase of the outsider we're in goes until 2033. That gives us a lot of time to reimagine what we want our systems to look like and where we're going to throw our support. And some of that happens via legislation. Some of it happens in town. Some of it happens in the family. So that puts the power back on us to really evaluate what should remain standing. So with that said, um, now, Shall we get into just the, the two guys that we talked about a moment ago and what their charts are bringing up? And then we're going to move into uh, an example of what you talked about in a little bit, uh, GameStop, that whole phenomena, which is just crazy. Uh, 
really kind of fun, although some people were, some people gained, some people were hurt, but a wonderful place uh, to begin in terms of revamping the field of economics. So let's just touch on Biden and Trump really quickly. What's in their chart? What's going on for them? And then we'll move on. Sure. Um, to be honest with you, I've not looked at Trump's chart since the election because um, I feel like I've looked at it uh, last okay, four let's years. Let's uh, leave him enough. alone. <laughs> so I have looked. Uh, I have looked at Biden's chart, however. So there are a few things here. Uh, in Biden's chart, there's a massive change happening in the uh, winter of 2022. So not this winter, the next winter. And he switches into a, a Saturn life cycle. Now, Saturn, those of you who know even a little bit of astrology, is a period of great restriction. It's a period of it's a it, it's a period of difficulty, let's say. Um, and where Saturn sits in his chart suggests that starting the winter of 2022, um, he will likely have difficulties, increased difficulties with his health. And right around March or the early spring of 2023, there could be a danger uh, to, could be, I, I'm, I think he will face some kind of either health danger or even possibly um, like a vehicle accident or it could even be an assassination attempt. But there is danger to his life, in, in my opinion. And I don't want to, you know. About a year from now. I, I should say, in my opinion, based on the chart. Based it's on not the chart. This is yeah. not my opinion. This is my interpretation, I should say, of the that chart. That would be just over a year from now. It would be, no, in um, two years from now. Oh, so the winter of 2020. Oh, the winter of 2022. And then around March of 2023, so okay. two years from now, two years from now, there's some danger. Th I think through vehicles that say, you know, I, Our I almost don't want to go into that. Yeah. Um, that's okay. You know, I mean, I'm just looking but, for periods of where there might be challenge that we might just have a heads up. Well, challenge either through vehicles, through um, in vehicles this isn't just cars. It could be helicopters, planes, stuff like that. Um, accidents or um or or just you know uh, like a health issue a sudden health issue that okay. that may incapacitate him so um however having said that the next two years i think look very positive in the sense that i think biden sees himself as an architect and he's drawing out the plans for something that's going to be developed over the next 5, 10, even 20 years. So he's laying the foundation of his doctrine. And I think even he knows that he probably won't be around to see all of it come to fruition. But mm -hmm. I think he sees himself in the role of someone who is creating a framework, you know, drawing up the plans. The, he may not see the building finished, as it were. Mm -hmm. um, and whoever follows him, uh, and it looks like it's likely going to be Kamala, uh, meaning that even in 2024, I think that it'll continue to be a Democratic. Um, so I guess I'm making an early prediction here. It'll continue to be a Democratic presidency. Yes. Um, just based on 
looking at the charts of the Republican Party, the Democratic Party, unless a third party comes out and, you know, then it'll have its own chart and it strongly challenges. But as things stand right now, I see, I think it'll be another Democratic presidency in 2024. Um, so the, the architecture, the, the framework that he's building is, I think, a long-term kind of framework. And based on his inauguration chart, which I'm looking at, uh, right now, it looks, I mean, it's a great inauguration chart, I, except for danger to the head of state. There's danger to, but like I just said, I, I think yeah. he's going to face an uh, issue, health or accident or even possibly assassination type issues late 2022, but particularly spring of 2023. But aside from that, his presidency looks very positive. I hope you're enjoying this video because if you are, there are dozens more like it on my site, all supported by people like you. So if you'd like to keep this work rolling in and join our community, just click on the Patreon button at reginameredith.com. That also gives you access to insider commentary, my live book club, and other live events with special guests. So join in. Thanks. From everything you've seen, witnessed, the charts you've looked at, and so so forth over the last couple of years since we've been talking about all of this is in in there in that mix was there something that indicated a threat to democracy itself or simply a shaking up that would allow democracy to become more democratic more real less influenced by these same top-down players and lobbyists and interests and so forth was democracy threatened astrologically at some point in here um that's it's a good question um saturn in, uh, the saturn in the sign capricorn is wanting to establish it's showing that the public actually has a taste for um people who who know how to get the job done and and we see which means authoritarian so i think the public and this is going to continue for the next couple of years. Want someone to just get in there, tell them what what to do, to do the job. And okay, so if they trample on some rights, that's fine. I, I don't have time to think about it because I think people are tired of gridlock. And people have elected to give over some, some of their agency to a, a figure, a figure that will for good or bad, just, just to take over good. and get things done. So this I tendency think. to want that, I think will continue for another couple of years. But in the long run, I don't think democracy is, is threatened. It's just, it, it, it's being reimagined. Okay. Yeah, that makes and sense. I think the worst of it is over. The Jupiter-Saturn conjunction, I made a YouTube video about that, which you can see for free on YouTube, was kind of the, the deepest part of it which was last December. Um, and out of that, and, and starting this spring, we're going to be coming out of that. It's like waking up from a, from a bad dream. You go, oh, well, that was all nonsense. Okay. Yeah. That wasn't real. Okay. Wow. It seems so real. Okay. Let's get on with our lives. So was democracy threatened? 
I think democracy depends on the tastes and the the mores of the people. And as long as the people have a taste for author, you know, authoritarian type regimes, um, because they're just tired of gridlock, tired of nothing getting done, it's almost like they prefer something bad gets done or some just something gets done rather than nothing getting done. Right. So, and if Biden is smart, he'll recognize that and he'll kind of say, okay, listen, I'm going to get things done. Some of them you may not like, some of them you may like, but at least something's getting done. I think that's the, the, the take that I see him or, or the tack I see him taking. Okay. If that makes sense. Yeah, definitely. Okay. So in what I want, we're, we're going to lead to in this, I'm getting through all the kind of big stuff and then I want to get to this, the personal aspect here right now, we're right in the whole Valentine's day period. I, I call it Valentine's week. It's my favorite holiday, but talking about personal relationship, but before we go into that, let's uh, go back to the whole financial system thing, because one of the things you thought was going to happen is that we would have some kind of surprise in December that would shake things up. As it turned out, nothing really seemed to happen in December per se that, that we noticed. Uh, at, on the surface, but certainly some other stuff started coming up underneath it in January, which led to GameStop. So let's talk about that for a moment. Yeah, um, I thought uh, that, this, that the stock markets and that the economy would start to be affected. Um, like you said, there wasn't anything really uh, like a, stock, a crash or anything like that. I do think this year, um, uh, starting. Um, March, April of this year, and then again, June, July. Saturn is going to transit the second cusp of the United States chart. That's always a sense of fiscal kind of um, tightening up, like problems, uh, realizing, oh my gosh, I'm in debt. I got to pay my bills. So I think this year, I, I, I will continue to say that I think this year and the next year are years of reckoning, reckoning with our financial situation. And in terms of the financial markets, I think it's going to get worse before it gets better. By the end of this year, I think uh, there will be some pretty heavy corrections in the stock market. And um, but let's see what happens. I don't know. Uh, again, that's I'm not a stock market guy per se. Yeah, uh, but the but, thing, the disruptive thing that the outside yeah. period would indicate happening. I mean, so many people were cheering these guys on while the hedge fund managers were crying in their beer. How could you do this to us? We lost yeah. a billion after they short markets all the time. Elon Musk threw himself in there as another disruptor. I thought it was great fun to watch, but I didn't have anything at stake in it. Well, and Elon Musk just bought $1.5 billion worth of Bitcoin exactly. in January. Yep. And which means that he made more money in one month because Bitcoin has not doubled, but it's it's gone up 50% since he bought it. He made more money, or Tesla, I should say, made more money in one month than they've made selling cars in 14 years. And well, he was it, already, I think, labeled the wealthiest fellow. He in is, yes. And because of the stock. That his stock price is, is wow. gone through the roof. But Tesla itself is, is a company in terms of car sales isn't, uh, that's not where he earns his money. So by owning Bitcoin, he, he made basically a billion dollars in a month. Yeah, I saw okay. that. Um, so 
And a lot of people, uh, Chamath Palipahatia, he's another billionaire who's now, you know, one of the top because he owns a lot of Bitcoin. My point is, what I think is happening maybe behind the scenes is that the financial, the world is shifting to, from analog to digital, basically. We're going from records to CDs or even from CDs to you know, iPhones and iPads where you don't know Spotify and some people don't like it. Yeah. But it is the future. And so this, uh, yeah. So this shift in, in the economic structures, anyone who's into the stock market or he, I would strongly suggest you look at cryptocurrencies. And Um, now Bitcoin, most people think, okay, it's, it's out of control, waited too many years, no can do. Um, there were a couple other cryptocurrencies you were following that you thought were interesting. I think one was called Tether because you could have a literal dollar to dollar to coin swap out on it. What, did you catch us up on either Tether or whatever else you're kind of fascinated with at the moment? Yeah, so there are two types of cryptos. One is uh, a crypto that represents some kind of technology like Bitcoin or Ethereum, and there are 8,000 others. Okay. And there's another type called a stable coin, and it's tied to the U.S. dollar. So if you put, let's say you have $1,000 and you put it into a stable coin, you have $1,000 worth of Tether or a stable coin I like better than Tether is USDC because it's approved by the, the SEC. It's got, it's clear. So what's the difference? Why, why shouldn't I just keep my $1,000 under my pillow or in my bank? The difference is with that stable coin, you can earn 10, 12% annual interest just by putting it into a crypto account. That's a thousand times more than the banks are giving you. This is what I mean by complete revolution. Now the banks used to give you five, six, seven, eight, nine percent They don't do that anymore. They give you 0.1%. So but they're still making the same amount of money. So you ask yourself, why are they not giving their depositors any more money? Because they're giving it to their shareholders or they're just keeping it while charging you late fees, you know, and all that stuff. So what, what, what cryptocurrency essentially represents is an anti-fraud mechanism. For, meaning that if, if you're a farmer somewhere in a third world country, whether it's uh, you know Mongolia or Albania or somewhere in Africa or in South America, and you have this plot of land that you own that was passed down from your parents, but let's say you lost the the deed, the title. Any any person in government, some strong man in the army, can come and say, "This is my land now. You go." With the blockchain, that person once they register their land on the blockchain. No one can take it away from them because it exists all over the world in, in computers all over the world. You can't erase that. If you, That's one example. Another example is if you pay your taxes on the blockchain, for example. We all pay our taxes. We have no idea where our money goes. With the blockchain, you can track, oh, $50 of my taxes went towards this person's re-election campaign. $50 went towards this project. You can see exactly what your money is doing because it's all transparent. So cryptocurrency is literally anti-corruption technology. 
it can't be uh, manipulated, you know, the way that uh, the way the government manipulates other like, do you know where your tax money is going, for example? No one knows where it's going. No one knows. It if it's on the blockchain, you would know exactly when your taxes, taxes were paid, exactly where they went. That's interesting. They, but, but a lot of people are concerned about the, the volatility when you hear about Bitcoin and these other uh, cryptocurrencies. But are you saying that stablecoin is a different reality? It's not prone to... Stablecoin, uh, your dollar is a dollar. It's a, do a it, dollar. It never, it doesn't, it has no zero volatility. That, I mean, it sounds like the perfect segue, not knowing anything about it really, except what you've told us. It sounds like a perfect segue between keeping your money, like you say, under your pillow or in a bank into the world of cryptocurrency and tiptoeing in to see where you feel comfortable and where you can begin understanding and getting your sea legs. Exactly. And, and, you're, and you're earning 10%. Now, Bitcoin goes up 10% in a day, right. right? So that's why a lot of people are... <laughs> going, okay, I could earn 10% in a year, or I could put some of my funds, as Tesla did, as you know, Mass Mutual Insurance put 500 million, I think, Fidelity, all of these people are putting money because they realize what I could earn in a year happens in a day or two when I put it in some cryptocurrencies. And, you know, th there's another way to look at volatility is that it's actually the fiat dollar that is more volatile. Bitcoin is pretty stable. I was going to ask that next. Yeah. Because it has a it has a fixed supply. Like you can never print it. You can never print more than is exact than the algorithm says can exist at any given time. So it's engineered money. But and it's when tied you think to about the dollar. But the but the stable coin is tied to the dollar. Is that problematic in and of itself? Well, yes, ultimately, but you still want to have some dollar, you know, something tied to the dollar so that you can, it, you know, if you need money in your bank account, then you just withdraw that stable coin and put it back into your bank account. There's an app called Voyager that does it. There are a number of apps that do it for you on your phone, just like you have Wells Fargo on your phone or Chase on your phone. You could just take your stable coin, withdraw it, and it goes back into your bank account. Um, so. You know, it, it depends on how risk-averse or risk-tolerant uh, you are. But like you said, the first way, the first step is to get your toes wet is to go into a stable coin. I love it. Thank you for sharing that. Um, I, I'm certainly going to play with it. It's, I, I think it, it's the only thing that actually sounds safe um, right now. And even even though we have issues with the potential decline of the value of the U.S. dollar, um, also, globally, the reality is, and I'm not saying this to uh, from any kind of American-centric point of view, but the fact is that all around the world, uh, countries keep a lot of their stored wealth, their real estate, educate their children. A lot of it flows back to America. It still seems that that is the preferred currency for a while anyway, until the world drastically changes. So probably okay with that for the time being. Yeah, and it's a it's a slow thing. Um, on the other hand, no fiat currency has ever survived that's ever existed in the True. history of humankind. They all go to that. <laughs> True. So that you have there's both points, and you you yeah. just want to. But then again, you can't buy bubble gum with Bitcoin, and, or nor do you want to. It's yeah. not a, a currency. It's a store of value, exactly. like gold. So Bitcoin is digital gold, basically. Yeah.
Okay, good. All right. Thank you. I think a lot of people have been taking notes here. Now let's get to our hearts, our relationships. And this is the area that, that that's what you do. That's what you love. Besides, of course, the, the sports world and a little bit of gambling here and there with the stars. <laughs> I mean, as in celestial. So let's talk about where, where the planets are right now in terms of what should be happening with us um, and between each uh, ourselves and others in our relationships. This is a great question. And um, the sign Capricorn is probably the least romantic sign. And with, uh, and again, I speak from a sidereal standpoint. Some of you who practice tropical astrology may go, wait a minute, it's, everything's in Aquarius, not Capricorn. It's actually in the constellation of Capricorn when you look at the sky. So from the stand, standpoint of Vedic astrology, this is a time of becoming an ascetic. What's been happening the last few weeks, and I think will continue to happen, is this is a time of asceticism. Now, in, uh, the word asceticism means abstinence from sensual pleasures um, and moving towards God, moving within. And I think in a, in a way, it's almost been imposed on us by you know the restrictions. We, we can't go out anymore. We can't you know, associate. So it doesn't take a genius to see that we're all kind of moving inwards. Um, but I think this influence is, and, and will continue for the next year, is an influence of, it's not a, a happy kind of, rom I, this may be the least romantic Valentine's Day of all, I think. No, no. Whoa, whoa. So you're saying we ought to post our Valentine's Day cards to the great creator or great creators if we're going Yes, to fall in love with God. Okay. Fall in love with the divine. And through that, you may reimagine and re-see your partner in a whole new light. Because the thing that kills relation, the number one killer of relationships, and it's not even finances, it's not, you know, cheating, it's not... It's um, becoming accustomed to each other, meaning that, yeah, I know what she looks like. I don't even have to look at her. Or, you know, oh, yeah, well, you know, taking, you take the partner for granted. Whereas when you're first dating, you see them new every time you see them. Oh, my God, that, look, that dress looks amazing. Oh, did you do something with your eyes? Oh, and I'm noticing this about you. The killer of relationships is when we get used to each other. And so this time of going inwards is almost like saying, okay, I'm going to cut off from my normal interaction, go inwards, begin a meditation practice, begin a whatever it is. And in doing that, you create some space so that when, you, when it's time to come out of this influence, and we'll come out of it later this year, and you see your partner, you go, oh, my God, hi, <laughs> nice to see you. Ideally with fresh eyes because we've been turning more inward and upward. Now, one of the ways this is manifested is instead of turning inward, we're turning towards our phones. Yeah. So, and I think this is happening. I think you guys can probably relate where you go, uh-huh, yeah, honey, yeah. No, no, I'll, yeah, whatever we want Ooh, for dinner, I don't that's like fine. that. That's my pet peeve. Don't like that. But this is the influence, is it, 
the energy is wanting to pull us into a one-pointed focus inward. And the phone is kind of like what we call a yantra or like it's a, you know, it's an icon. And we're looking at it with reverence and worship because it, it gives us that sense of oneness, that sense of focus. And, and that's okay. That's okay to a point. I'm not saying put your phones down completely. I'm on my phone all the time as well. It's part of my work. But understand that this time has a gift it wants to give you. And that gift is, the, is okay, let's not focus on social things so much, at least not for the next two, three months. I mentioned Jupiter is going to move. We're going to be social again later this year. But for now, feel like what, what it's like to be an aesthetic. And I, I would bet that the last few months that people are having less sex that people are having just less, um, there's less affection, there's less, and it's just the energy. I don't know what the statistics are, but I would bet that, that is, that's been going on. Aside from COVID, right. Well, aside from COVID, but, right. but also COVID is, is part of that. Now, you would think people living together, there'd be more. But I think this, this influence is an ascetic kind of a monk-like influence. And... This is the time to connect with your inner nun, your inner monk, and see what that life has to give you. There's a gift for you in it. And it's not going to last forever. But instead of ignoring it and pushing it away, go into it. And because it allows us to do the next thing, which is to reimagine how we want the world to be. Meaning, earlier I said, you know, this is a time for the collective conscious to sort of co-create our own world well the way you do it is not by yelling at the tv that's not doing anything the way you do it is by going inside and in your heart of hearts connecting with the divine and saying huh wouldn't it be cool if i lived in such and such a world wouldn't it be cool if you know climate change we found a way to take care of climate change. Wouldn't it be cool if we had leaders and there was transparency? Whatever it is that is in your heart of hearts, but you don't accomplish it by constricting, you accomplish it by just going inside and going, huh, what if? What if is more powerful than you should? Absolutely. You should do this. Biden needs to do this. He said, Trump needs to do this. Okay. Just shut up, go inside. Huh, wouldn't it be cool if we lived in a world where X, Y, Z, fill in the blank. Then you open it up and give it a chance to happen. And I think this is the influence. Uh, some people call it prayer. Some people call it meditation. Whatever it is. In fact, I have the, uh, the Bhagavad Gita here, which is, the uh one of the sacred sanskrit texts so regina pick a number from one to 183 um to 183 okay 116 116 okay and pick a number between pick either 38 or 39 39 <clears throat> okay 
So this verse says, uh, this is a moment when the hero sees God, uh, has a vision of the divine, and he says, you are, you are the wind, you are the god of death, you are fire, you are water, you are the moon and the sun, you are the creator of all things. I bow to you. So this, this means we all have a chance to touch our own divinity during this time. This is what's being opened right now. Well, this is just what you were talking about. Yeah. So here's the... Interesting. Uh, yeah. yeah. So, um, you know, books can be magical, especially sacred books. They're magical. This is our chance to, to touch God, to see God. It's not, I mean, isn't that like the big, that is the biggest accomplishment of, okay, you're a billionaire. That's not the biggest accomplishment. Or, you know, you have superpowers. That's not the biggest accomplishment. The biggest accomplishment is realizing your divinity. This is what this time actually affords us. So I would say use it. And all the social stuff will come back. All the, the lovey-dovey stuff will come back. But this is a time for a little bit of renunciation and going within. Well, you know what? That's going to take a lot of pressure off a lot of people on Valentine's Day. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't mean be a jerk to your honey, but, you know, go with the energy. It may just be a little more low-key this time. Yeah, yeah. That's no, all. I think I, I, I'm so glad I asked you that question uh, because it's a message. Da, 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 that's the AT&T guy or who is it? Bryson? That's the message from God saying, yep. <laughs> Okay. Anyway, I really appreciate your saying that because what you say feels correct. Um, just the need to go in lately and, and read and meditate a little more uh, than usual. And I, I love the fact that you're saying, don't put pressure on each other. Just go to the deep parts of yourself and then let you see one another, your friendships, your family, your loved ones uh, with new eyes. I love it. I think that's the best Valentine message you could have given us. And also don't, don't feel guilty because you've lost that love and feeling. It's just yeah. the energy. The energy right now is kind of a renunciate energy. So if you feel like, oh, you know, or you're feeling, or some of you may be feeling like, I want to leave my husband, leave my wife, whatever it is. It's this energy. Don't feel guilty for it. Just go into what it's trying to show you. Don't leave your husband, your wife yet. Just go into it into yourself and talk to god connect with the divine then see what you want to do that's all um you know don't lay a trip on your on your spouse but also don't lay a trip on yourself meaning great don't bury yourself in guilt because you've lost that love and feeling great advice simon well okay we've covered it we've kind of got government democracy finances cryptos love everything in there is there anything else this period of time over the next few months we need to know about before we sign off well like i said in the beginning it's the stars reflect everything and um it, it, you know if there if there is one thing that that i'm focused on like right after our interview now i have a cryptocurrency group that i'm leading we have over 300 members a lot of them have literally changed their lives um, their financial lives. I get emails from people saying, oh my God, I woke up, I'm $50,000 richer today than I was yesterday. It's because of, you know, what they're doing in this, in this world of cryptocurrency. 
So I, I look, I am very uh, careful not to push anyone into doing some, you know, something they don't want to do. But I think this revolution in finance is something that it's a once in a lifetime opportunity that we need to and start. If you're interested and if you feel stuck in a rut, um, like a lot of people in this group of quitting their jobs, for example, because they're able, they're seeing that they're being freed financially. I, I would seriously look at what's happening now because this isn't going to last forever. We're, I, I've been proselytizing about this since last uh, May. I've been making YouTube videos and all free, a lot of free information. Mm-hmm. Um, I think we're almost at that stage where if you don't get in now, it's going to be too late. So, uh, and, and I've never said that before. I always said, listen, we're at the beginning. You know, it's still, well... It's now coming to a point where if you want to be part of the blockchain revolution and to really kind of free your finances from the uh, standard world, which is where, where this is all going over the next 10, 15 years uh, until 2033, it, now is the time. And I'm not selling anything, right? Um, I, I do have a group, but the group, we share information. That's it. We uh, we look at charts. We look at which crypto we think is going to do well. Yeah, you've been talking to me uh, on these shows uh, for over a year about this thing. Is we we need to start seeing it's in the stars. We've got to start opening up to this, whether we are comfortable with it or not. So let me ask you a question. You said uh, USDC is is your favorite right now among the stable coins. What are a couple of your favorite crypto accounts or cryptocurrencies that you really appreciate at the moment? If people aren't comfortable going into the massive Bitcoin yeah. buy-in. Hey, buddy, give me some stock tips. Come on, come on. Give me a <laughs> tip a over here. Come on. Just a couple. You've been playing there longer than everybody else here. So what are, might be a couple that you think are nice? I'll tell you what. Right now, mm-hmm. uh, the craze, the what everything is moving into, uh, Elon Musk says that Mark Cuban is invested in this as mm-hmm. well, is de- decentralized finance. DeFi. And uh, there are a number, there are maybe uh, two dozen DeFi projects. Okay. That, and pretty much if you take a dart Mm -hmm. and you throw it in whatever it hits, invest in that one because they're all going up. I mean, um, a project that some of us invested in has 36 X, meaning if you invested $10,000, you now have $360,000. Yeah. Um, many projects have 10 X from 10,000 to, you know, a hundred thousand. Um, DeFi, D-E-F-I. DeFi is, is the general term for decentralized finance. Now what DeFi is, is what allows you to earn interest. Uh, so by having a coin, you, it's called staking, you stake it and you earn interest, uh, kind of like you can do with USDC. On certain platforms that's a that's kind of a form of DeFi. uh so mark cuban is invested in a project called ave aave um but really th- there are there are a number of DeFi projects um i i would have the folks do their research because yeah. also in astrology this is the crazy thing is a lot depends on what's good for you in your chart so if i you tell me, like Bitcoin for me, the sound B is not a good sound for me. 
I've seen a lot of ups and downs with Bitcoin, but other sounds I've invested in, I've made 36x or 10x or 8x or 7x because you're good for my chart. Now, a scientist might go, well, that's just poppycock. If Bitcoin goes up, you're going to benefit, right? Not necessarily because, for example, I sold my Bitcoin when it was 13,000. I bought it at six. I sold at 13. I made 100% gains. Now it's at 50,000. So in a sense, I, there's that loss. So you're going to make decisions with sounds, with stocks and coins that have a certain sound that are not good or that are worse than you're going to make decisions with coins that are good sounds for you. So when you say, hey, give me a tip, I'm going to say, hey, what's your birth time? So I can give you a tip. <laughs> yeah, so I can look that. at your chart and know what's a good sound for you. Yeah. So if ah is a good sound for you, buy Ave. If S, the S sound is good for you, buy a stock called SNX, SNX. That's another DeFi project. Um, <clears throat> if Ch is good for you, buy Chainlink. <clears throat> Excuse me. This is, my throat is getting caught. So this is a sign that you know, I shouldn't be saying this stuff. Because, again, this is, what, who is it good for? How do you know if a sound is good for okay. you? Let's call it off. No more tips. We'll do okay. our research. We'll see what sound feels good for us. So it's unlike sports, right? If you ask me, hey, who's going to win the Super Bowl, then I can look and I say, look, I think Tampa is going to cover the spread and I think it's going to be an under. I made that video a week before the Super Bowl. I put a bet. I have a parlay bet to prove that there's the prediction. It was just for a couple hundred bucks. Not a big deal. But that's different stocks and things like this that, that go up and down there's no end to them right a game yeah. has a beginning and an end and you can predict yeah. it the stock is always doing this so how do i know if you're going to catch the top right even if i give you a stock it goes up 10x you don't sell it then it comes back down yeah okay okay you're off the hook thank you for answering that question i don't want I love to you for it. asking but it's more <laughs> complicated than, to get all clogged up Okay, Simon, uh, thank you so much for joining us again, and we'll talk in a few months. Thank you. Always my pleasure, Regina. Hope this has been helpful. Okay, everybody. Um, I hope that was helpful. I learned a lot of fabulous things there. So if you want to get more in touch with what Simon's up to and check out some of his courses and so forth, you can go to decodingvedicwisdom.com. Until next time, thank you for joining us here on reginameredith.com.